Welcome to Cougar Talk. The official, unofficial voice of SAU Cougar Athletics. And Spring Arbor is the 2019 NAIA Division II National Champion. And more. Get ready to get up to date on the latest in Cougar athletics. Talk to Cougar legends. And hear sports news from around the country. Let's get started. Here's your host, Eric Rose. Welcome back to Cougar Talk, episode 17, 2021-2022, SAU Men's Basketball Preview. As they began this brand new season after a COVID year that was, let me just say, it was weird. We're excited to have some of the members of the SAU men's basketball team, along with Coach Ryan Cottingham, as they talk about their goals and expectations for a fantastic season back in the Crossroads League. I'm excited to introduce to you Dan Cluster. He is a senior center out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Dan, welcome to Cougar Talk, buddy. Thank you, Mr. Rose. Thank you for having me. Good. Great to have you along with us to talk about the season. Tyler Kaminsky is senior from Medina, Ohio. Hopefully I said the right, and I probably didn't. He's a center power forward. Great to have you with us, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. Good to have our lone Buckeye along with us. And Denver Cade, he's a senior guard out of Buckley, Michigan. Denver, welcome to Cougar Talk. Thank you, Mr. Rose. I appreciate it. Again, great to have you all with us. Uh, the man at the helm of the Cougars is Coach Ryan Cottingham. He begins his 23rd season here at the helm of the Cougars from Three Rivers, Michigan. He was a Cougar from 1992 to 1994 under legendary head coach uh, Doug Knoll. Coach led the Cougars to the 2005-2006 NCCAA National Championship and then just a couple of years ago, the 2019 NAIA National Championship as they lifted that red banner in the good old Mac. Coach was also the 2019 NAIA Coach of the Year. He is also the Athletic Director for SAU Athletics. Coach Cottingham, welcome back to Cougar Talk, my friend. Eric Rose, it's good to be back with you, man. Um, you can't believe all the can't believe all the hype or the articles or the print that <laughs> right that people say when you've been around a long time. I guess there's there's more things to to say, but we're we're just blessed to have amazing young men that come through our program like these three seniors. I just can't believe Dan and Denver and and TK are uh, in in their fourth uh, and final season already. It's it's pretty crazy, Eric. Well, that's cool coaching. And thank you for all your character and, and your staff has done a great job at molding these young men. So good again to have you back on the program. Guys, we always like to kick off when we talk to student athletes. You know, tell us your story. How did you come to Spring Arbor? Dan, why don't you kick us off? How did you come to Spring Arbor to play for the Cougars? Well, I came initially from a real small town, uh, Waterville, Michigan, over on the west side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of recruitment coming out of high school, to be honest. Uh, I was at an AAU tournament in Grand Rapids one weekend, and um, Coach Trope with the Cougars was actually there. Yeah. And uh, he came over and introduced himself and uh, asked me to come on, on a visit to Spring Arbor. And I still remember to this day, my mom telling me that I wasn't going to Spring Arbor because it was too far away. <laughs> and, um, you know, that really stuck with me, but I talked her into it and me and my dad and my mom went and we just absolutely loved it. We did we loved the environment. We loved the culture at Spring Arbor. And um, I went on a few more visits and I, I just kept loving it. And Coach Cottingham and, and the staff just put a lot of a lot of uh, faith and trust into me. And right. eventually I was just, I knew that Spring Arbor was the place for me. 
Awesome. Thanks, Dan, for sharing that uh, story. And again, it uh, makes me remind of what shirts I've seen, you know, with the Cougar logo and the Nike, it says family. So you've been, you are part of the Cougar family forever. Hey, Tyler, like to kick off with you, my friend, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how you came to be a Cougar to play at Spring Arbor, your story. Yeah. So in high school, um, I played two years with John Teske in Michigan. And uh, oh, yeah. when, when he went up to Michigan, my team went up to the Michigan basketball camp for the summer and coach Cottingham was there and he was actually recruiting one of the, uh, one of my point guards that was, that was older than me. And then through him, uh, coach was able to see me, started recruiting me. And when I came up to Spring Arbor, it really just felt like home and yeah, yeah like family. And I knew this is where I had to be, even though it was three and a half hours away from home. Yeah. I'm glad you found a new family, Tyler, and in your Cougar family. Thanks for sharing that. Denver K, they're out of Buckley, Michigan. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to be a Cougar. Yeah, so the summer before my senior year, um, Coach Trope as well, seen me at an AAU tournament, um, gave me an invite, invite down to um, an alumni game. And basically, I came down and then didn't really hear much until the end of my senior year. Um, Coach Cottingham and Coach Baum came out to a few of my postseason games, um, reached out, offered me, and I, I didn't have a ton of other looks from other schools. And I, I got on campus and instantly felt like this was the place to be and this was home. And just the way um, all the coaching staff and um, future teammates embraced me, um, it just felt like a, a family, close-knit culture, and that's what I was about, so... Oh, thanks again, Denver, for sharing that. Got to give a little love to Josh Trope. He's a head men's basketball coach at Chelsea High School in Michigan. He also is, uh, I'll give a plug for his uh, little Coach Speak podcast, a bunch of the high school coaches talking about uh, high school athletics. So a uh, big thing for Josh Trope. Uh, coach Ryan Cunningham, uh, again, this last year, COVID year, kind of a different experience for you. Again, you're the athletic director at Spring Arbor, so you kind of uh, – you know, as you're with other athletic directors of the Crossroads League, people, you know, if you haven't heard before, the Crossroads League encompasses most Indiana schools, one Ohio school, Mount Vernon Nazarene, and then Spring Arbor. So, Coach, uh, talk about, at least for this team last year, maybe some of the challenges uh, you experienced. And then out of those challenges, what are some of the things that your team was able to learn from that and grow from that? Yeah, thanks for, uh, Eric, thanks for that question. So we were we were quarantined as an entire team on two different occasions mm-hmm. uh, to start the year. Uh, and then a few weeks after the guys returned, we were we were quarantined again. And so we came back from our second quarantine on a uh, on a Tuesday night and had a scrimmage that night. Yeah. And then Friday, we opened our season down at Indiana Wesleyan for the WAC oh. Crossroads Challenge. And so we hardly had any conditioning, any practices, and we entered, uh, we entered the, the season. And so it was mm. challenging for sure. And what got crazy is, as, and because the state of Michigan was so much different than Indiana, as you mentioned, right. eight schools from Indiana, well, they're, they're pretty much wide open. And uh, the yeah. restrictions in Michigan were much more challenging. And so not only did we get quarantined twice, and testing requirements um, – were, were handed down where we had to test a minimum of three times a week. And initially we didn't have the test. And so we weren't able to practice. So our guys had to basically train on their own in small groups. So we were just trying to um, keep touch with the basketball. And then we were trying to go on the road to Indiana to play games without any practice. I don't know if most people realize that. So we entered the conference season without any practice. We went down to Huntington and played 
And then we went to, um, to um, we, we, was it Bethel, you guys? Wasn't it Bethel? Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, then we had to play Goshen all on the road. We, we wow. did sneak in practice where we drove down to Fort Wayne because you, you, we could get a gym in, in Fort Wayne. But, and after those three games, we quickly said, look, we're just on such an unlevel playing field. All these teams have, have not shut down. They're practicing full go. And so it's not fair to put our guys in that position as much as we wanted to continue our season. So then we put, uh, we, we had pause on our season. And so for the next three weeks, three and a half weeks, we weren't doing anything. And that was leading into uh, Christmas time. Uh, and, and then we were able to purchase, um, actually we got some donations from the Crossroads League, actually other schools that had, had some extra tests when they had tested just general students. And so they donated those to us and and that allowed us to begin the the testing process after Christmas break. And um, so three times a week we were testing and and as long as everybody was, you know, was testing negative, then we were, we came back and we're rolling. We were so far behind in the league. We tried to pick up just whatever games we could with other um, yeah. schools in the state of Michigan or anywhere else that were in a similar position to us. And so, uh, Eric, our guys did an incredible job mm-hmm. balancing that. I mean, again, we're talking about life issues, health, things that are so much more important right. than winning or losing a basketball game. And the guys just showed tremendous, I thought, fortitude, just stayed together, stayed positive, looked at big picture. Again, there, there's always a silver lining. There's Again, it's all how you choose to look at it in terms yeah. of, of attitude. And, and I thought the guys had, had just an incredible attitude. We did the best with what we could and we, we just moved forward. And that's what we're continuing to do now. We're just our appreciation for just the little things are, are through the roof, right? From not wearing masks right now and, and right. Not, not doing regular testing, but to have some normalcy is, is just incredible. It feels so good when you lose something that it's, you know, it's easy to take for granted, uh, you, you know, your health and the freedoms. And then suddenly when those are gone, um, it changes your whole perspective. So we are uh, thrilled uh, to be, to be back and, and full go right now. Absolutely. And coach, thanks for, for just kind of outlining that for those, our listeners understanding that uh, student athletes definitely had uh had many hoops that they had to jump through and just many mental challenges. It's so exciting to be able to see a group of men uh, rise in those challenges. So coach, thanks for sharing that guys. We're going to move a little bit more as we kind of, we'll brush away the past a little bit. Let's look at the current present that is before us. We know that uh, you have started early morning workouts just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, as the school bell began there on the campus of spring Arbor, uh, and so I know that as a team, you, you get together and talk about goals, team goals. But, uh, you know, Dan, I want to kick off with you a little bit. Uh, talk a little bit about some personal goals you have for yourself and uh, maybe encompass some of the team goals that you have as you look forward to the season. Absolutely. Um, some of the personal goals that I have for myself is obviously be really, really good on, on the basketball court. But I also want to be an incredible leader for my guys. I want to be a great example my younger guys that are just coming into the program. Um, I know coming in, I had incredible role models, um, Jeff Beckman and, and Brandon Durnell and Paul Marendette. I'm sure this talk knows all about them, but I mean, they were just incredible role models um, for me coming in. And I really want to do the same for my younger guys. I want, I want to teach them how to, how to work hard, how to be good people, you know, stay in their studies. And it's just a lot more than, than basketball, but um I'd, I'd really like to, to do that. And then for the team wise, um, 
I think every year that you want to go in and compete and have that type of a mindset going in. Right. Um, I think I think for a team we want to be really competitive in the Crossroads League. Um, I I really think that we can do well this year, like we can every year. And um, it, I mean, if that means going maybe to the national championship, I mean, so be it. But yeah. I think we're going to take it one game at a time, and we just really want to compete with our young guys. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dan, for sharing those goals uh, personally and and as a team. Tyler, again, you you being a senior, been through this program. Again, uh, Dan alluded to some of these names of guys. Not only you know are they fantastic men, but they're many of them all Americans. You know, you have a national championship with you. So again, talk about some of the personal goals you have being on this team, and then some of the team goals that uh, you have in your heart. So feel free to share those. Yeah. Um... Kind of to echo what Dan was saying, uh, we had incredible upperclassmen. It's my four years of being here. And they, I mean, I'm not going to talk anything about basketball for them. They were just incredible people. They loved mm. us so well. They pushed us and they, they made us work hard. And it, off the court, they were incredible people. Yeah. And that's what I want to want to do for the underclassmen. Because if the underclassmen if they think of me when I'm gone as a good basketball player, I did something wrong. Hmm. Um, but for, for basketball, for as a team, you know, coach always says that winning is always our goal, but never our purpose. And that's yeah. so true. You know, that's not where we find our worth or anything like that. Hmm. So just working hard, playing to the best of our abilities is what we're really trying to do. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Tyler. And I, I know I've heard some of your 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 faith story too, and, and exciting how God's continued to work in your heart and your mind there at Spring Arbor not just as a basketball player, but as a, as a man of God. Again, thanks so much for, for sharing that. Denver, to you again, uh, your personal goals and team goals, and then we'll bring Coach in. What are your thoughts? Yeah, some personal goals I can basically always echo off of both what Dan and Tyler said. Um, but a big personal goal of mine is being able to stay invested and stay in the moment. And I know sometimes as being a senior, mm. um, you can always look forward to what's next. And I just want to be able to stay in the moment and give everything I got each and every day. Yeah. Um, just fully invested for my teammates. Um, and I guess that's the biggest thing is when I do that to do kind of the leadership role that I was given um, coming in as well. Um, as far as some um, team goals, I know we have a lot of uh, young and new coming guys, but mm -hmm. I still think that we should be able to compete at a high level. And um, we have a lot of talented guys. And I think that if we stay together and work together very, very hard, that we can make, a, make some noise that I believe a lot of people don't think we will be able to. So Awesome. Very good. Thanks, Denver, for sharing that again. The parody of the Crossroads League as you speak to any night you see any team, if they play their best basketball, they can take down uh, some of the most decorated teams in your conference. And so that's always exciting about the Crossroads League. Coach, what will kind of hit to you so far? Just kind of double question. Feel free to comment the way you would like it. You know, you've seen this team thus far. Some of the things that you like seeing, some of the goals you have in mind, and how are the newcomers adjusting? So kind of a salad bar question. Your thoughts? Yeah, thanks, Rick. Well, I just want to tell you, one of the great joys of coaching is seeing the growth and development in individuals when they come in when as 18 year olds and they leave as 22 23 year olds yeah. the transformation that, that takes place and it is so true of dan and denver and tk 
um, from where they were just immature 18 year olds. Again, you don't know what you don't know. And, and now just to, to hear them as, as they come full circle and they want to kind of, they, they want to carry that baton that the mantle that's been passed to them by some of these guys that they named that went before them. And yeah, we're not living in the past, but yet they have a tremendous responsibility to, to carry on what, what has gone, you know, the guys that have gone before them, the shoulders on who, on who they stand. And, you know, I thought that was just a great testament. We just had, you know, at, at homecoming, our legends games with all these, uh, you, you know, older guys coming back and putting on the Cougar gold and blue and, yeah. and um, man, it was a blast. And right. We don't care who won. We, we just got to come together again yeah. because we have relationship with, with one another for, for the rest of our lives. And that's so valuable. And some, you know, all of our guys have mentors with, with alumni that are acting as their mentors. So some of those mentors are back. And uh, it, when we talk about family, that is so, uh, it's absolutely true and critical in terms of who we are far beyond winning and losing. And so, so we're picked to finish ninth in the league. Uh, that's, that's just a little extra incentive for us that will not define us, you know, TK touched and then we're going to go out and be fiercely competitive. We're going to be blue collar and, and we're going to get after and, and grind it. And, and then we're going to, we're going to come and celebrate a victory. We're going to uh, lament together in, in defeat, uh, but either way, we're going to move forward and uh, and get better and be the best version of ourselves we can be uh, every single day. But these three right here are just phenomenal young men, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm excited as they transition into an even bigger role uh, than than they were in last year after we lost you know Brandon Dernell and mm -hmm. and Connor Cotty and those are the two seniors. So so these three. Uh, have some additional responsibility and, and uh, expectations. And so they're embracing that and, uh, and they're ready for it. So, uh, you, you know, and these young guys, we, we are, we're in a rebuild. And I, I, I say it often, we, we want it to be a fast rebuild. And mm -hmm. so we've got five freshmen and a transfer that, that are, um, you, you know, trying to, trying to help us. And I tell you, their work ethic has been phenomenal. Their attitude has been great. There's some potential there. And um, we're, we, again, we want to get as close to our ceiling then as, as we possibly can. And so we, we, you know, we fully anticipate having to use some of these young guys. But uh, again, ideally, it's in a complementary role. And um, because yeah. your seniors and, and juniors have to really set the, the tone for, for, the, for the team with, without question. So a lot of unknowns, but it's exciting. We're seeing tremendous growth already, Eric. Mm. And uh, we, we want to stay healthy and then control the controllables. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're looking forward to, uh, Amanda, each and every day to get a little bit better. That's exciting, Coach. Again, great to see, uh, you know, like you talked about, these, these three guys uh, uh, just aspire to be leaders and to uh, carry forth the culture of Spring Arbor basketball, which is all about selflessness and grit. And uh, those things are, are just amazing ingredients uh, when it comes when you put on that uh, blue and gold. Guys, we're going to connect with you a little bit when we think about uh, kind of the schedule. Um, I know that uh, it kind of goes game by game, but uh, Dan, want to hit off with you when you start looking at the schedule. What's one game particularly you say, you know, this is this. I know they're all big games, but uh, which one kind of just rings to you is we need to we need to be about this one. Your thoughts, you know. Every single team in the Crossroads League is incredibly tough. Every right. single team, you never know what you're going to get when you when you walk in and the, and the stadium lights come on. But I think personally for me, every year, I think it's going to, to Indiana Wesleyan mm. yeah. with with Maxwell over there. Um, I mean, that team is, has been good for a lot of years. But I mean, that we, we never back down from it. It's, it's a hard, hard crowd over there. Mm-hmm. 
um, but we also get them at our place. And yeah. I mean, that, that goes for every single team right down the crossroads league that, I mean, when we tip up the ball, we're, we're both trying to win and we're, we're going to fight for it. But yeah. um, specifically, I, I would, I would say I will, I'm, I'm looking for it. Yeah. Exciting. That's going to be a, a fun game to, to go against and everybody's going to be watching that one. Uh, Tyler, again, uh, when you look at the schedule, which what's uh, you know, all again, all of them are important. And again, just so people know uh, the NAIA has not put out their, their um, rankings yet until October 25th. And so you'll be able to see those, I believe in the very beginning, but Tyler talk about what are the games that uh, you anticipate getting excited about? Yeah. One of the games that I'm always excited for every year is when we drive down to Mount Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my home turf, and my my whole family comes and I always play with a little more energy, it feels like a little yeah. more the little Cougar more. Bowl. Yeah. And that's just one of my favorite games. And Mount Vernon's a fun is a phenomenal program. Yeah. They're you'll surprise people. They'll yeah, they're amazing. So our whole goal is obviously to win there and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun when we win with my family there as well. Very good. Yeah. Good to have a, a family and friends see, see you play in person. Good to hear that. Denver, your thoughts when you look at the schedule, a game that, uh, or games that come to your mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of them just kind of get me excited, especially after yeah. our down year last year, just kind of not knowing if we'd have a game tomorrow. And I mean, we do, but um, I guess the one right now is just the first one we have on mm-hmm. October 23rd against U of M Dearborn. Um, that's what I have my sights on right now. And um, let's get to game one. So. Game Uno, that's right, uh, Coach. Uh, you think about the season again. You, you, uh, you, again. You do not pick light opponents. You hit cornerstone in the very beginning. You hit Aquinas College, your uh, Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference foes. You take a trip to Lakeland, and then boom, you sprinkle in some Crossroads League. So, just talk about the schedule a little bit from your thoughts. Yeah, the, the Midwest is so strong in, in the NAI, and yeah. it's it's so well represented. And when you think about uh, the history of, of the NAI, and we're back to one division now, we went to two divisions in 1992, and Grace won the first ever NAI Division II National Championship. We won the last ever Division II National Championship in 2019, but then sprinkled in there, you had Bethel that won three national championships. You had uh, um St. Francis won a national championship. You had Cornerstone win three national championships. You had Indiana Wesleyan win three national Mm -hmm. championships. So anytime we get to play uh, Cornerstone in our own state and up in Grand Rapids, we got a lot of alumni up there. I think that's certainly a great measuring stick for us early in in the year. And as Dan alluded to with with Indiana Wesleyan, they've probably been uh, the premier program in the nation uh, Mm -hmm. over the last probably eight to 10 years. I mean, in the nineties, Bethel was so very good. You think back to Rico Swanson and some of the runs that, that they had were incredible and they were battling with uh, Fred Smith and Sienna high. And there were just so many battles that were going on, but um, you know, and then, uh, so Cornerstone has won three national titles and we mentioned Bethel and Iwu and then Oregon Tech, the team that we we're fortunate enough to beat in 19. Mm-hmm. Those are the programs that have won the most national championships. And so anytime you get a um, play against programs with such storied history um, it's just a great barometer to see where you where you you know where you stack up and knowing that the crossroads league is by far the toughest league in the country um, is is pretty special the the challenge is as dan alluded to there's no nights off i mean every time you step on the floor it is a battle and so you don't want to get caught looking too far down it's it's one day at a time let's get better and as denver talked about look it's october 23rd 
Um, but now it's it's tomorrow. Can we be the best version of ourselves tomorrow and um, and put ourselves in position to be as, as successful as we can each each and every day? So and again, I'll just come back to the importance of these three setting the tone mm. for us with with the maturity that they have, and and we'll we'll ride these guys. And I'm I'm excited to to be able to do that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Coach. And again, I think about you know Dan Cluster, you as a you know, kind of uh, a big man and there along with you, uh, TK, you know, uh, when it comes to the Crossroads League down in the paint, it, it's not like coach said, not a night off. And there's definitely going to be some bumps uh, and some tussles down in the paint when you're in the Crossroads League. And uh, again, looking forward to, to watching guys. Uh, again, one last question as we kind of end the podcast, Dan, I'm going to start with you and then coach, I'll let you have some final thoughts on the season and, and any other things, uh, you know, guys, when we think about what this team, uh, what will this team look like if they're successful? What, what is, what are some of the characteristics when you look back in the season and say, okay, we were a successful team because we did a, so think about that, Dan, for you, what, what again, as you would look at this team, what is going, uh, what would make this team successful in your mind to um, look back on this season, your thoughts? You know, a couple of things come to my mind. I think I think the first one is when I look back on this team and I look back and I see young men that are that are getting to know Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. have a relationship yeah. with him. Um, I think that is first and foremost. Um, I think that's the best thing that any of us could do for these young men coming in is helping them to get a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I would say, obviously, having a successful basketball season. I mean, record aside, if we go out there and we fight as hard as we can and we leave it out all out on the floor every single night, right. I, I don't care what our record is. I just want to go out there and fight. Um, and then the third one, I would say academically. Um, mm. keep, keep our keep our guys in, in classes. Keep, keep their grades up because it's really going to propel them in, in their careers for the rest of their lives. I don't, I don't want to put um any less importance on on academics versus versus basketball or anything like that i'd I'd really love to see those three those three things happen through the through the season great thanks again dan for sharing that uh tk tyler kaminsky to you my friend again when you look at this team uh you know how would it be a successful season your thoughts yeah dan hit it right on the head the most important Mm. thing by far is following Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, basketball is going to end one day. Yep. College is going to end one day. I mean, these four years, I mean, all, all three of us can can say how fast it went. Um, but, you know, that's that's just short-term. This is eternal. So following Jesus is, is the most important thing. But I would say with our team specifically, just making amazing leaders to go yeah. out into the world and, and men of God, just just to go and just love others so well. Mm, for basketball, if we go into every game with grit and fight and toughness, and we lose and we're, but we give it all, I'm okay with that. Awesome. You know, we're gonna, next game, we're gonna go, we're gonna win it. But the most important thing is just throwing everything out there on the court. Awesome. What a great perspective. Thanks, Tyler, for sharing that. Denver, over to you, my friend. Again, what would make this season successful in your mind? For me personally, um, I agree with both those guys on what they said. And another thing that um, I think is um, really important is just building those relationships with 
Um, specifically every year I've been here, I know I have lifelong um, brothers to reach back on. If I ever needed something, I could call them and I know they would all be there for me. And I want, I want this team um, to feel that presence from me. And I want them to look at me as a brother. And um, I think that's the biggest thing for me alongside of um, what we do on the court and um, with our spiritual journey, as well as academics, is just um, trusting each other and staying together. So. Very good. Thanks, Denver, for sharing that. And then, Coach, to you again, uh, for those that are clicking in, we're, we're talking to the 2021-2022 men's basketball team preview. And, Coach, finally, some final thoughts on the season or any thoughts that you'd like to share with us as we end our podcast. Yeah, thanks again, Eric, for, for what you do for, for Cougar Athletics, for, for the university. You're, you're incredible. But, no, these, these three gentlemen, again, I'm just so proud of them and, and grateful for the, the commitment that they've made. And um, they've, they've impacted my life, our program's life, and, and we certainly are better because of, because of who they are and what they've invested. And um, exactly what they've said, I would agree. So, so Jack Welsh said, um, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. Yeah. And when you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Hmm. Right. And, and so that's what we're that's what we're after. And so we want to we want to grow others. They, they want to pass that on to to our younger guys. They want to leave their mark and um, far more than just points or rebounds or minutes or our yeah. wins and losses. Um, you know, that legends game um, over homecoming. Nobody was talking about records. Nobody's talking about points or any, anything because it didn't <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter. And they're just sharing stories and, and reminiscing about what, what truly does. And that's, uh, again, the lifelong uh, brotherhood that, that we have and being a part of the, the Cougar basketball family is, is, is priceless. And so we're humbled and, and we're grateful to, to be a part of something that's, that's bigger than, than ourselves. I, I know that, uh, that, I, that I truly am. And as I, I touched on earlier, I'm, my life has, has been dramatically um, impacted by, by young men like Dan and Tyler and Denver uh, yeah. and, and the many others that have, that have gone before them. Very good coach. Again, thanks for sharing that. And again, they've always said those who are blessed need to be a blessing. And so we appreciate your investment in the years to come. And, and again, this is just a, a portion of, of some of the, the members of the, the men's basketball team uh, want to do a, um, you know, real big thank you to coaches, um, coaching staff, uh, along with uh, Jim Brown, a, a decorated uh, high school coach and uh, been with coach for a couple of years. And also Jeff Beckman, um, some of you guys' former teammate uh, along um, uh, that group. And, and again, there's there's other rosters. And, and by the way, if you want to check out the full roster, you can go to saucougars.com. A big shout out. Thank you to Chris Bauman, the sports information director at Spring Arbor University Athletics and also uh, Cougar Sports Network for all they do. Hey, you got to check out these guys. This, this whole season is going to be a fantastic season with these Cougars. They kick off against the University of Michigan Dearborn at the McDonald Athletic Center, the MAC. There on Saturday, October 23rd, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time is the tip. If you can't join them in person, hey, check out again saucougars.com for all the information and the rest of the full season. And, and again, we'd like to encourage our listeners, continue to pray for athletes and our coaches as uh, for, for, again, good health and, and uh, no serious injuries and just perspective, I think, is, is the prayer. Again, um, on behalf of Dan Cluster, Tyler Kaminsky, Denver Cade, and Coach Ryan Cottingham, 
You have been listening to Cougar Talk, the podcast, the official unofficial voice of Cougar Athletics and more. Thanks for listening to Cougar Talk. Subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, Stitcher, or Podbean. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Cougar Talk SA. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Cougar Talk the Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of Spring Arbor University or SAU Cougar Athletics.